We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves. The things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the messages we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenant-press.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get 25% off the purchase of $50 or more using the discount code GROWTH at checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenant-press.com, www.covenant-press.com to get 25% off your purchase of $50 or more using discount code GROWTH at checkout. Tell your friends and family about covenant-press.com so we can all share the message. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. My name is Laquita Monley, and today I have a fabulous guest with me. Her name is Miss Miriam Muir Danner, and she is the Fearless Living Coach. And I'm just super excited to have her on the podcast today. I had the pleasure of several months ago actually being a guest on her podcast. And it's really nice to be able to return that and have her here on the toolbox because she has some amazing gifts, some amazing tools to share. And I know. Uh, that you guys will benefit. So many of you get something to write with and something to write on because Miss Mary Ann is going to bless us on today. Miss Mary Ann, how are you today, man? Awesome. I'm awesome. And thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. We were talking the other day and you mentioned, it's no world. We take more good go below because I just knew I did. It happens. It happens. <laughs> we have so many things going on that sometimes the simplest thing slips our minds. If that's so very true. And, and Especially with you, my friend, you are a lady on the move, right? You are already a five-time published author, three times hitting the bestseller list. And if I'm not mistaken, you're working on a new project right now as we speak, a new writing project right now. I'm on several <laughs> writing projects right now, actually. Um, I submitted. So, yes, I'm a five-time published author, three times hitting the Amazon bestseller list. And I actually submitted my sixth anthology project. I think it was late last week I submitted that. And that one comes out in March. And then I'm also working on another one that's due in February, but it's very short. So I'll probably crank that out sometime today, actually. And that one comes out in, I think it's the end of June. And 
It's a collaboration with Dr. Cheryl Wood and Les Brown. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I'm working on. Yes, that is amazing, ma'am. That is amazing. You are doing it, as they say, you are doing it. But, I mean, that really, to, to hear you talk about the things that you have working on right now, it really goes in alignment with who you are as the fearless living coach because you're definitely living life fearlessly. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about your journey to becoming the fearless living coach. Yes, definitely. So for me, my story just happened organically. I was back home in upstate New York and right now they're covered with snow. And I was having a lot of girls, girlfriends, get togethers every month. And sometimes it would just be myself and another girlfriend. Sometimes it would be like 10, 12 of us. And I found that we were all having similar issues, but really not having anyone to talk to, whether it was relationship issues or friendship issues at work, issues with self-esteem, issues with body image, issues with unfulfilled dreams and goals and things like that. And slowly, because I have had my share of obstacles and adversities that I've overcome, I just started talking to them. And I was already connected with a business coach because prior to launching my life coaching business, I was a photographer for about eight years. So I did that for a while. And so I was connected with a business coach and I'm talking to her about everyone's talking to me about this and that and things like that. And she was like, maybe you should become a life coach. And I was like, what does that entail? She kind of guided me into it and things like that. So slowly launched my life coaching business. It was under another name at the time. And I just didn't really feel connected to it. And something that sometimes I struggle with is that monetizing the transaction. And I was like, I just like talking to people and things like that. So I wasn't really pushing the life coaching as far as like a business. My discovery calls, which a lot of coaches nowadays actually have a small fee for their discovery calls and they're short, 15, 20 minutes. Mine's initially were supposed to be 30 minutes, but sometimes I will find myself on the phone like an hour and a half later still talking to someone. And that was something that I kind of struggled with. So I just let it go. And when my business coach will follow up with me, I will let her know. And she was like, but you have to get out of that mindset. So she started talking about limiting beliefs that I might have had and that I've had to overcome and reprogram my thought patterns around money and things like that. So I took a little break and then I relaunched with definitely a more clear mission and vision and I decided to go with the name Fearless because to me, it's not about not having fear. Mm. It's about not letting your fear hold you back. It's yeah. about being bold and being brave because yes, we're fearless. We have to have some type of fear because fear is there for a purpose. Fear, you know, stops you from walking down an alley at midnight by yourself. It stops you from walking into traffic, from touching a stove that is hot and things like that. So fear serves a purpose, but you have to know the root of your belief system. You have to know the root as to why something might be preventing you from moving forward. And work on those things. And that's what I mean by being fearless. That's awesome. I, I love what you said right there. It's not about not having fear at all, but it's learning how not to allow your fear to keep you from moving forward and doing the things that you desire to do. That's so amazing. That is so amazing. You you gave us a couple of gems right there, even in that story that, that we can pull out. 
how a lot of times, like when you initially launched out into the coaching, you weren't that passionate about it and you had to take a pause for a moment. The good thing is you had a coach that could point some stuff out to you and reassess what were your limiting belief systems, what were your thought patterns concerning money and a couple of different things. So that when you did step back in and you relaunched, you had a clear vision, clear mission, a very clear message. And I met you as the fearless living coach. So I know you're very passionate about, you're very passionate about what you do and the people that you're called to serve. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you have something to write in, something to write on because Mary Ann just gave us at least three powerful tools right there. Where do you have a coach? And if you don't have a coach, Check these show notes and you'll be able to connect with a powerful coach. If you are saying that I want to do this and you're new in this entrepreneurial journey, but you find yourself not passionate or having an issue is I love working with the people, but I have a problem taking the pain. That's honestly probably a big obstacle for a lot of people that are passionate about whatever it is that they do because you're so passionate about it. The money isn't the first thing on your mind but the money is necessary. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's necessary to keep stuff moving and working the way that it should be. Check those things out. What are your limiting belief systems around money? Uh, whether it's a limiting belief system about your value and your work, what are you charging? How are you charging? Do you have a very clear message? Do you have a very clear and targeted group of individuals that you're reaching out to? Mary has just gave us some really great things. Hopefully, prayerfully, you guys are writing that down and getting good notes because she's got some more things that she's going to share with us. So my question is now, after you relaunched into and came the fearless living coach, I put it like this. We're at the top of the beginning of the year and everybody's talking about goal setting, lifestyle changes and all of these good things. If you don't mind sharing with us, once you took that time out and you came back and ready and you're moving forward as being the fearless living coach, what were two of the main things that whether it was a goal you set or a mindset shift that you made that helped you in your success journey as the fearless living coach? Yes, definitely. So for me, I would have to say that one was getting very clear. And for every reason that I came up with, with, with every purpose that I came up with, I kept on asking myself why until there was nothing else to answer. And I think that at that point, that's when I became very crystal clear as to why I wanted to pursue. And my mission is to see women silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. And what exactly does that mean? As women, we are wives, girlfriends, mothers, daughters, employees. We are always taking care of other people, whether it's a significant other, whether it's your coworkers at work, whether it's your employees, if you're the boss, your neighbor, elderly parents, and so forth, children. In some way along the lines, our dreams and our goals, our passions, they get put on the back burner. Like, oh, I don't have time. I'll do that later. I don't have time. I'll do that later. I'll go back to school when the kids are in high school and can fend for themselves. I'll go back to work when the kids, you know, enter kindergarten and I'll just get a job around their, you know, schedule. I'll do this when I retire. I'll travel the world when I retire and stuff like that. And it's we're constantly putting ourselves on the back burner for everyone else. And at the end of the day, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not pursuing your passions, you're just going by life. And instead of making life happen, Life is happening to you. And it's not a healthy way to live because deep down inside, eventually you are going to get to a place that you are going to be resentful. You are going to just 
give up on life. You're going to possibly get depressed, stressed out. And those things, you know, sometimes people may not take it serious, just do it whenever. But the more something is eating at you, that little burning sensation, that feeling inside of you that just keeps nagging and nagging, the more that you ignore it, the louder it's going to get. But at a certain point, it's just going to stop. It's like you're not listening. You're not pursuing this. So let me just go out here into the pasture until you're ready to come and get me. And when you do, I'll, I'll be here for you. That's real good. When we're existing instead of living, just existing is, is a horrible place to be in. And you're right. As in my own, I can only speak about me, like in some of my own experiences for a number of years, I was simply existing or trying to find my worth and my value in things that didn't bring me joy. And like you mentioned some great things with wives, with moms, with girlfriends, with employees, and trying to find your worth and your value just by being great in those arenas. For some people, it may be enough, but for the average individual, it's so much more. And when we limit ourselves too, because of always putting ourselves last, we do set ourselves up to just simply exist and not live and not thrive. Definitely, you're not living life fearlessly at all. Tell me, when you have a client who and she's stuck in that. If you don't mind sharing, like, what is one tool? If we can role play. Can we role play? Sure. <laughs> we'll role play. Well, yeah, we got it. Let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm the client and everything that we just talked, that's about, that's my issue. What is one thing that you would share with me on how to even recognize the fact that I'm stuck? Yeah, definitely. So it just goes back to a question that sometimes people get asked in high school. And this is something that I'm assuming because... High school, I only made it to the ninth grade. I dropped out when I was 16. And we can come back and talk about that. But I'm pretty sure that somewhere along high school, your junior year, senior year, they start asking you, what do you want to do when you're done with high school and after college? What do you want to do? And I think that everyone has that goal. Everyone has that dream, something that they want to do. But then something happens. So my first question is, what vision did you have for yourself? You know, what vision you're, let's say you're 40 years old. So by the time when you were 16, 17, 18 years old, by the time you got to the age of 40, who did you want to be? And are you living that? Are you doing that? Yes or no, most likely the answer is going to be no. What has gotten in the way? Mm. So let's start peeling those layers. It's kind of like an onion. Just start peeling those layers one by one because it's not like I got married. Okay. There's a lot of people that are married and are, <laughs> and are living their best life. Right. <laughs> so we start peeling those, that onion, those layers one by one until we get to the root of the problem. That's a powerful place to start because you, you do get answer that question in high school. Where are you going to be when you grow up? No. What's the next phase after high school? What do you want to do? And depending on the route that you're taking, how, for me, my temporary derailment from my dreams did happen in high school as well. And I was very much a young adult or I realized I had no idea who I was. Or what I wanted to be when I grew up, even though I was a wife, a mom, and had five kids, I still had no idea. And that's, it's, I, it could be a bad place to be, but it could be a good place to be as well. Because if you're in that place and you're recognizing it, and you're working with, you're working with a coach, that's the beginning of you finding your next level of greatness. Yes. And in addition to peeling those layers back, I'll, you know, give the audience another freebie here. Another, an assignment that I have all of my clients do is to write out their perfect day. So money's not an issue. Career's not an issue. You are living in your career, in your dreams, whether you're working for another person, whether you're an entrepreneur, 
whatever you're, however you're making money, it's your goal, it's your dream, you're fulfilling it, you're living it. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, what does your day look like? At what time are you waking up? Where are you waking up at? Are you living by the beach? Are you by the mountains? Are you in the city? Are you in a condo? Are you in a house? Are you in an apartment? Be as explicit as possible. Talk about the colors, the smells, the tastes. What are you doing next? Are you taking a bath? Are you taking a shower? What does that feel like? What does that smell like? Taste and just engage all of your senses. Engage all of your senses. What are you drinking? What are you eating? Who are you with? Are you walking to work or are you walking to meet a client? Are you catching the subway? Are you Ubering? Are, do you have a private chauffeur? Just be as explicit as possible and then hang that up. Hang it up yeah. and visit it every so often, whether it's every six months, every month, every day. And just what are you doing today to get you to that goal, to get you mm -hmm. to that desired dream? Because when money is not an option, when time is not an option, you are creating what is deep down within you. Mm. And when you have it in front of you, the chances of you actually fulfilling it are greater. That's awesome. What is my perfect day? See, I was visualizing what my perfect day looked like. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I'm going to take time to get a little deeper with it because the sounds, the taste, the smells, the all that, but I can definitely visualize what I'm doing. Now, let me take it a little bit deeper mm -hmm. and have that entire experience. But that's really good because how often do we as adults tap into that part of our creativity, that part of our imagination, the way that we did when we were kids? It's like when we were kids, it was a quick journey. You woke up using your imagination and had fun with other people using their, it was like a collaborative effort with playing. But sometimes life hits us as adults and it seems like we become afraid to use our imagination. Yeah, uh, so true. Do you find that sometimes it's difficult for your clients to tap into that and be able to actually enjoy that experience of imagining what their ideal day would look like if things were not an option? I mean, if you, there was nothing to hinder them from having that day. Oh, yes, Definitely. And it's something that I do, I want to say like week three or four into the coaching only because there's, there's limited beliefs that we have to start working on. And sometimes I'll follow up with a client or they might shoot me a text or an email and they're like, I'm stuck. I don't know. I don't know what I would. And it's okay. Let's again, let's go back to the onion. So there's obviously some layers that we haven't gone through all the way and we just keep chipping away at it. And then for the clients that do submit the assignment with no issues, I ask them, how was this? Did it flow easily? Did you have any resistance? Did any limiting beliefs come up? That little inner critic, girl, why are you writing that down? Like why? Did that little voice try to creep in? What did it feel like? How did you honestly feel? And then we worked through that. That's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Now, you said some stuff here a minute ago, and we definitely won't come back to it right now. If you don't mind. You shared with us just a little bit of your journey, what, what, where you dropped out of high school and then came back because I know that you have a few degrees under your belt, not one. And I, and I love powerful stories like that because it truly doesn't matter what happened in your past. What matters is what you desire on the inside of you. 
and how, you know, how bad do you want it? So if you don't mind sharing, you know, a little bit of that with us, because that in and of itself is a powerful tool. Oh, definitely. So the quick version is, I, yes, I dropped out of high school. It was Wednesday, November 15th, 1989, my 16th birthday. And I walked into my homeroom with all of my books and I just dropped them on the teacher's desk and she looked at me, she was like, Marianne, have a seat. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I'm leaving. And literally gave her two thumbs up and left. And she was like, where are you? But when I'm like, I'm 16, I don't have to listen to you anymore. I'm going home. I'm not coming back to school. And the school that I attended at the time, we had, it was outsourced through public transportation, mm-hmm. like the public um, city bus. So I walked to the bus stop and the, the bus driver goes, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going home. He was like, aren't you supposed to be in class? He was like, no, I dropped out. He was like, really? So you're grown. And I said, as a matter of fact, yes, I am. He said, okay, you can grow, walk your little grown bleep home. He closed the door. Now, mind you, like I said, I'm from upstate New York and my birthday's in mid-November. It was cold. It was extremely cold. It was very cold. And I want to say that my house was probably about maybe eight to 10 miles. I walked home. And so when my brother was like, I walked home and I got home. My parents were at work, so they didn't know that I was home. And of course, the school called that I was, you know, absent. And I answered the phone pretending I was my mom. And I was like, well, she said she dropped out of school. She's 16, so that's her choice. Again, I'm talking like I was my mom. And my I at the time when I dropped out, I was already, I was part of the juvenile delinquency program. It was called um, PINS persons in need of supervision. And one of the conditions of me being home was to be. So when my mom found out a couple of weeks later, because I would sneak out of the house, like I was not sneak out, but I would leave home like I was going to school. Mm. And then when they were gone, I would come back home. Come back. Yes. So she found out two weeks later. So she, re, you know, she reported to my, you know, worker that I dropped out of school. So I was violated and ended up going back into juvie. And... I was in and out. I ran away from all of those homes. That's a whole nother story. But when eventually the last one that I was in was three and a half hours away from home and they like literally put me away, like far away from home so I could stop running away because I was always running away. So I ended up getting my GED from there. And when I got released, my worker said to me, it was a different worker. She was like, you are about to be 18 years old in a few, a few months. You need to clean up yourself. You need to get yourself together. You are an adult. You do something silly again. And that's the nice version that I'm saying here. You're, you might end up in some place worse than juvie. She was like, get yourself together. You are going to be 18 years old. And I listened for a brief moment, ended up connecting with someone that I had met on one of my stints when I had ran away and became a teenage mother. I got pregnant. I had my son. And during my pregnancy, it was like, I am an adult. Like I'm becoming an adult. I have a whole nother human now that I'm responsible for. Mm-hmm. I Things have to change. And I ended up, like I said, I had gotten my GED when I was in that juvie home. I went on and I got a certificate in general office skills, got my first job. And then from there, ended up getting an associate's, a bachelor's and a master's degree. And something that I want to stop and just briefly mention is, like you said at the beginning, it does not matter what happens in the beginning or the, in the beginning or the end. What happens mm-hmm. is how things end. 
And that's something that I definitely talk about. Your beginnings, yes, it's a part of you. And yes, it can dictate which road you take, but it does not have to become your end all story. It took me, because some people may not be aware, an associate's degree is supposed to be two years. A bachelor's degree is supposed to be four years. And a master's degree is typically anywhere between a year and a half or two after your bachelor's. It took me eight years to get an associate's degree. And it took me, I want to say four years combined to get both my bachelor's and my master's degree. So all that to say that it does not matter. I went from a high school dropout to getting my master's degree because I felt for me getting higher education was extremely important. Learning, I'm a lifelong, you know, learner. I'm always learning. I'm always reading. I'm always signing up for free workshops and webinars and things of that nature. So for me, that was very important. And yeah, that's probably a lot of times when we're, when we look at people where they are right now, we miss the important bits in the middle. And it's how they got to where they are. So here, the, I don't want to say ads, the riches, you have a rough start and you have what seems like this beautiful ending. I want the ending. Let me get to the ending now. But the middle part is what matters. The middle part is what matters. And it's the, the journey. Like when you were making those different transitions, though it may have taken you eight years to get the associate's degree. And that I can definitely, it took you that long, but there was so much learning that was going on that was above and beyond what was taking place in the classroom that it was, I don't want to say sometimes it's, it, it was worth it. And for me and some of my struggles, I look back on them and said, I wouldn't change it because if those wouldn't have happened like that, I definitely wouldn't be where I am now because my attitude wouldn't have changed. Right. And my attitude wouldn't change. Oh, baby. That's so true. Like some, sometimes we, we get into conversation as oh, is there any, any mistakes that you regret making? And it's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have ran away from that home and walked with a group of teenagers at two o'clock in the morning. God knows how many miles and hitchhiked and things like that. But at the end of the day, like where I am today, I have my own business and have some clients and just continue to grow. I have my podcast. I've met so many, you know, wonderful people living in the state of Texas with my husband and things like that. And even though I've been married before, had various broken relationships, but now in a healthy marriage and things like that. If where I am today, this very moment, this very day, this very hour, if there's any type of change, then I would relive all of that all over again. I get it because it's everything in my past has shaped me to become who I am. So if I remove any of that, will I be who I am right now? Right. Because I love who I am right now. So, <laughs> right. I don't want to change that, but that's amazing. And it's, again, with the experiences that you've shared and some tools that you've given us today. As the fearless living coach, you're definitely living life fearlessly. And those that are listening, you definitely want to make sure that you connect with Marianne on Amazon. I'm sure if you type in her name, all of her works will populate. And if you go out to her website as well, Marianne, if you don't mind, give us your website and some contact information so that uh, our listeners will know how to reach out to you. Yes, definitely. So all of my um, books can actually be found on my website, MarianneRiveraDannard.com. And my Facebook group is called uh, The Fearless Living Coach. I'm on Instagram, Marianne Rivera Dannard. 
And my podcast is Fearless Fridays with Marianne. So I invite you to make sure that you subscribe. And something new that I actually started doing with my podcast is if you leave a review, you may win a free prize at the end of the month. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So you will get that free prize, ladies and gentlemen. Again, if you didn't get a chance to write that down as she was saying it, please check the show notes. All of the uh, links to uh, her podcast, her social media, as well as her website will be included in in the show notes. And go out to Fearless, Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I cannot talk to that. <laughs> Fearless Fridays with Marianne. And hit that subscribe, download some of her episodes, and leave that five-star rating and review and enter yourself in for that opportunity to win a free prize. Mary Ann, it has been so wonderful having you on uh, the show today. I do appreciate you coming with us. Before we get ready to close out, is there one last thing that you'd like to leave the Toolbox audience? Yes, definitely. So I just want to remind everyone whether, even though for me, primarily the audience that I work with are women, but whether you are male or female, single, married, I just want everyone to remember that you are a priority and you matter. So take a moment to slow down, reflect on your goals and go for it. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much. And this has been another great episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Monley. Please remember to hit those like, share, subscribe buttons and leave us a rating and a review. I want to hear from you. I'd like to know what you think about the, the podcast so far. If you're loving it, let me know how much you love it and why. If you say, Laquita, I don't like your tools and they're not helping me. Let me know what type of tools you would like to hear on Laquita's box. What type of guests would you like um, to hear and the things you'd like to, them to talk about? I want to hear from you. So please don't hesitate uh, to reach out. But until next time, this has been Laquita Mondley and you guys have a very great day. Take care.